0: Hello, and welcome to Crimes Against Comedy. This is a podcast, I've said that before and it wasn't funny the first time. In this podcast, we talk about comedy. I am Jen, and I said I'm Kiki then, and I'm joined by Kiki, hello. Hello. We've got a lot to talk about, so as much as I would love to talk about the fact I've been laughing for two days at the idea of kestrel theft, I need to get on. <laughs> And also, talk about the fact... Tell, tell them the exciting news. Oh, yes. So, we are meeting. For the
1: first ever time. Yeah. Really quite remarkable, seeing as we have a whole podcast together. Yeah. But we're meeting soon. Yes, very soon. Very remarkably soon. Once hugging is legalised.
0: Yes, exactly. Very exciting. What is not exciting is this podcast, but we're going to do it anyway. We... Oh, I don't know. So, the first thing we've got to talk about is Taskmaster. We've got so much to talk about. I've, I really, really hate to
1: say it, but I have a confession. I've fallen off the Taskmaster bandwagon. I have. Um, it's not particularly grabbing me this series.
0: I, so I think it got off to a really slow start, but now I really like it. Oh, I was the other way. You, did you like it at first? Did you like, you liked the cast? I saw
1: Lee Mac eat a battered piece of leather, which is funny Funny considering he's a vegan.
0: Actually, it was a plastic wallet. It's like three minutes into this podcast and we've already gone off talking about Lee Mack's personal <laughs> habits. Lee Mack fact of the week, he's a vegan. He's a vegan, yeah. So the first one that we've got to talk about is the one... Actually, I think it was the one... No, maybe. I don't know. So... All I can say about this episode is that it was awful, but not even because of the tasks. There was just, there was a lot of blinking things. So this was the fourth episode, I must say. Can I just go through my notes with this? I've sort of not got anything to link them together, but I'm just going to do it. Yes, you can go. So actually, there was a task, one of my... I think, first of all, the editing in this series, I know it's a weird thing to comment on, but it's just really, really good. It just, it mocks the contestants very much and Jamal gets the brunt of it, but also it's very funny. So w- one of my favourite examples of this was, so there was a task where there was all stuff in a bottle and they had to like try and get something out of the bottle or in the bottle. They had to get a frozen banana in a bottle, wasn't it? But there was all jelly in the bottle. And so like they they were all trying to get the um, jelly out of the bottle. So Lee said... Um, I've got some dignity, unlike the young people who just throw this all over the floor. Cut straight to Jamali, saying, "Can I just pour it all over the floor?" So brilliant. And Lee saying, "I think I just demonstrated lateral thinking there when he sort of he put boiling water to melt the jelly, and then <laughs> Jamali started put like hoovering it out. He got a ho- full-sized hoover. Yeah, I just yeah." I just think the editing is very good. I don't know who edits it, but I feel I need to find out. And then, so there was a twist. There was a task involving a bag of salt or a bag of sugar. Oh, yes. And then it turned, yeah, it was a bag of salt and it turned out it was actually sugar. It was very much meant to be like the Joe Wilkinson potato throw this series. And I think it was, it was a nice twist, I think. Also, Sarah takes everything really seriously. Just every task, she just wants to get it done in the most efficient way possible. Yeah, I really, and I think she sort of she's like she keeps saying, "Oh yeah, I'm ve- I'm very boring, but I get it done." But yeah, I, yeah, Sarah just gets on with it. Oh, this was also the episode where Lee threw the task like he threw it away. Oh yeah, in the to- Yeah, yeah, on the toilet roll. Yeah, the task was on a bit of toilet roll, and he used it to wipe like his helmet or something. And then he threw it on the side. And on it, the task, it said, don't throw away this piece of paper. Did it? Yeah, something like that. I didn't know that. So then the task was to get the loo roll as far away from as possible without taking it off the holder. So Lee proceeded to rip it off the wall and give it to this poor woman called Rebecca who was just trying to drive somewhere. And all of a sudden, Lee Mack was... Stood outside her car, like, can you take this toilet roll somewhere with you? And then they ended up getting in touch with her afterwards. Was it on the holder? It was on the holder, but to take it off the wall, he took the toilet roll off it. So, literally, he got it the furthest, but then it didn't even end up counting. Oh, oh that's
1: dreadful.
0: And then Sarah was just, she had a load of shoes from somewhere. She had about 10 shoes, like, to try and keep it off the ground. Uh, and then I've written Charlotte being clever in the studio task. I can't remember why. I really like
1: Charlotte. I really, really like Charlotte. I think think we have Taskmaster contestant tropes. And I think one of them is the Charlotte, Catherine Parkinson type one. That's like, you lose at the beginning, and no matter how clever you get, you're behind for the rest of the series. That's where I think I'd be. Uh, Mm. Then we have the Greg's favourite, which is...
0: Lee and Jamali Richard Herring Mike Would you say Mike? I think Mike's very deserving of the points that he gets though But I think sometimes Lee and Jamali are
1: I think Greg's very bad at marking And I know it's his programme so it's his rules But I think he's absolute rubbish at marking
0: I think people who do good things get good points But then if another contestant would have done that good thing Like if Charlotte would have done that Then she wouldn't have got as many points Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I mean.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean, yeah.
0: Yeah. So I think if someone's good at the start, it puts them at an advantage, like you said about Charlotte and Catherine.
1: Oh, definitely, yeah. There's a lots of flaws because, well, not even that, Catherine, she lost the first one and then won the second one and then placed third, fourth or fifth in every episode after that, I'm 90% sure. So she won one episode, but she still ended up finishing last by over 40 points or something mad like that. And um, I genuinely think it's because she mucked it up in the beginning.
0: Yeah.
1: I reckon I'd be rubbish on Taskmaster. So. Um, yeah, I I like Charlotte a lot, and she always has really nice outfits, so I hope she wins, but I don't think she will.
0: Is she like the fail in terms of outfits? Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what she is. She should get some extra points for her outfits. <laughs> I
1: think she should.
0: Very much like Rose Matafeo should have done. Can I move on to the next um, note? Oh, it's not. So, oh, also the task that Charlotte was being clever in. It was the one where there was like, I don't know, I think it was like a fishbowl and they had to like feel all the things that were in it. Oh, yeah. And I think Charlotte might have like, I don't know, took them up from under the desk while still following the rules or something like that. And, um, and then, and um, then Mike said, "I think there's one dead jellyfish in it." And who was? It? I think Greg said, "I used to be in a bank called One Dead Jellyfish." And then Lee said, "How much was it to get in six squid?" Lee did jokes like that. Yeah, he's not been very, he's not really um, utilized that skill on Taskmaster. That maybe that's why I don't enjoy him on it as much as I thought I would, because like obviously he's well known for making. Sort of puns and like that doesn't really put you in a, an advantage on Taskmaster. I think it's about whether you're
1: funny in the way you approach things rather than just being funny. Which is why It would be funny if normal people went on it. But, like, I know the whole aspect of it is, oh, look at this celebrity making an absolute idiot of themselves on telly. Yeah. But I think if normal people did it, it would lose some of its appeal but not all of it because it's not about being funny. Well, it is about being funny, but it's about being funny in the way of approach things, not being funny in the way you are.
0: I don't know, because I think Lee's humour especially, it's more like just being clever and thinking of... Do you know what I mean? Like, clever jokes and, like, then you get, you know... Someone puts a frozen banana in front of you, and he's like, "What do you know? What do I do with this?" Yeah. Oh yeah. Also, do we? Do you want to um, rate? <laughs> I've written this down. There's got be something that we could do. So, like, well, well rate well, the contestants for like their performance or funniness or whatever on Taskmaster, and then just in general or before Taskmaster.
1: Okay. Right. I'll do it. My ratings before Taskmaster. Lee at the top. Charlotte, Lee and Charlotte. At the t- Lee then Charlotte. Yeah. But then I didn't know who Mike, Sarah, or Jamali was properly. I had a vague idea. So I would say it was Lee, Charlotte, Mike, Sarah, Jamali. Now after watching bits of Taskmaster, it's Charlotte, Sarah, Lee, Jamali, Mike. No, Charlotte, Sarah, Lee, Mike, Jamali. Why is Mike so far down? Because it's not that he's done anything personally. It's that everyone loves him and I, that annoys me. I think he's overrated. I don't think he's as funny as people make out. And that's no disrespect to Mike. I love Mike. You can think there's other
0: contestants who should be on the same level?
1: Yeah, and it gets like this a lot. It gets like this all the time. It's when people, it's, I'm trying to think of another example. When everyone went mad about Katie Wicks in Not Going Out or oh, Sally Breton. Yeah. What I just don't understand why people go mad over one person and there's other people there. Yeah. I,
0: like, I don't know how to say it. You know
1: what I mean? I know what I mean.
0: Yeah. There's other people who deserve the same amount of hype, appreciation that don't get it. Yeah. I don't know what my rating would be. I would probably say so obviously like Lee would like probably would have been at the top. And then I'd say like Mike, so this is before Taskmaster. Then I would say Mike. I knew he was because he's got. A po- he used to have a. He, well, he used to do a podcast with Diane Morgan, and it was really good. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, Called Mister Game Show, and he was all right on that. So yeah, and then I didn't really know who the mm. others were. Like I knew who Sarah was because of because I know that she wrote Rage. She's in Motherland. Yeah, she was in yeah. Motherland. Oh, on the Frayed run, I said last time
1: I suspect Catherine Parkinson oh, yeah. may maybe appearing in afraid. Um I did wrongly, she is not. She's starring in an Australian comedy for NBC, an American, I don't know what channel, called Spreadsheet, but I shan't be watching it because it looks a bit rude. It does, yeah. But uh, I am thoroughly disappointed.
0: Anyway, carry on. So, yeah, before Taskmaster, I probably would have said Lee, Mike... And then I sort of didn't know who anyone else was. I'd I'd met Jamali before Taskmaster actually. And who else? And I'd l li- I would did not know who Charlotte was. So it was only really Lee and Mike who I sort of rated. But now I think now I think Mike will probably be at the top and then maybe Jamali. <clears throat> it sounded like a glitched then, that's just my voice. What about Lee? Yeah, but in terms of Taskmaster, I still in general I still like Lee more but Taskmaster specifically, I would say that I prefer Mike. Right,
1: yeah, that makes sense, yeah.
0: And maybe Jamali, I don't know. I've put all the men at the top. That's awful. I've done the opposite. Yeah, but I will say, I said this last episode, I think, but when Mike was announced for Taskmaster, I just thought that is going to be, that just works so well. So, and actually he's even better than I expected him to be. I've seen bits
1: of... Ghosts. Not all of it. The only reason I used to watch Ghosts is when, when Not Going Out was on. When Not Going Out Series 10 was on when I was, what, 11? I used to watch it on a Monday night after school and Ghosts used to be on straight after it, so I used to watch Ghosts. But I can't tell you the plot and it's never really gripped me, honestly, but I feel like I to watch it because everyone says it's really good.
0: I've only seen, like, a very little bit of it, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I have wanted to watch it for a while because of k and I do like Simon Farnaby as well. Mm. He was in Not Going Out at all. Yeah. Anyway, shall we move on? You haven't watched Meet the Richardsons, have you? I have not. I've never
1: really... Uh, I've seen bits of it, the last series of Johnny Vegas, but I've never watched it properly because I can never tell if it's real or fake and it annoys me. So I've sort of given up with it.
0: <laughs> so the first episode in the Seabreeze, they did a little sketch on the sofa at the start. Not a sketch, but you know they did a little bit on the sofa at the start and that was funner. They've removed Sharon Hogan from the introduction. Ridiculous. Why? I don't know. Did she used to be in it then? Yeah. Victoria, didn't she used to be in it? Victoria Cora yeah. She's still in it, I think. She's still in it laughing at John. Oh. But Sharon Hogan also did the same thing. They're both clips from Cat's Down. And they've removed Sharon's. They've removed Sharon Horgan. Not Irish again. <laughs> No
1: time for air.
0: Oh, can you hear my cat meowing? One of the main, like the main plot of this episode, one of the main things was that uh, so their daughter swore, Elsie swore, and it really reminded me of the episode of Not Going Out. Oh, that oh. eye. Who was it? One of the kids learnt a swear word and then they were all arguing over who taught him.
1: It was um, Charlie, and then he swore at Anna. Yeah.
0: Oh, did he? It reminded me of that. Also, Boris Johnson got more of a cameo in it than Victoria Cora Mitchell. I can't remember why he was in it. I think he might have been announcing lockdown on it. Not, that wasn't his mode of announcing lockdown. I'm going to go on this Dave sitcom and announce it. <laughs> that wasn't his address to the name. Also, I have been waiting for this to resurface. John, I mean, about two years ago, said on Ultimate Warrior, I worry that we're due a plague. There's not much further I can comment on that, but it's finally resurfaced. That's remarkable. That's... (laughs) Ridiculous. They mentioned Scarborough in it, which um, was, like, not the spin-off to Benidorm, but when they couldn't make Benidorm anymore because of Brexit, they started making this series called Scarborough. Some of it was filmed in Stockport as well, which is, I mean, quite the difference from Benidorm. That's so funny. Yeah, Catherine Tillsley was in it. I want to say Sylvia. That's not her name. Oh. Stephanie Cole, not Sylvia, was in it, and Jason oh. Manford was in it as well. Uh, it was edited really confusing, though. It cut between bits. It was it was a bit confusing, but I thought it was probably done for comedic purposes. And also, Tim Reed was in it, who wrote Carshare and actually wrote Me and the Richsons. And that's all I have to say on the first one. Did you watch the Have I Got News for You? with Helen Lewis and Jack D. I did not. It was the one that got cancelled but they ended up putting it on iPlayer. Oh no, yeah. I don't know if many people know that. It went out on iPlayer the first one that they cancelled on T V, it did go out on iPlayer and have I got a bit not what? Have I got a bit more news for you went out on iPlayer as well.
1: Which was the one with David Tennant, that one.
0: Yeah, that's the one. Oh yeah, I didn't watch that one. I watched the Victoria Cora Mitchell one. I've not watched I think I've missed maybe The most recent one. So so this was David Tennant hosted Have I Got News For You? And then Helen Lewis and Jack Dee were the guests. But saying that, I didn't recognise Jack Dee at all. He looks completely different. This was like... You sent me a picture. Yeah, they even said the host of I'm Sorry I Haven't A Clue. And I was like, oh, well, it's not Jack Dee then. He's the only one I know. And it was Jack Dee. It was really odd. Helen Lewis. I really like Helen Lewis on Have I Got News For You? And then... Helen mentioned Alan Partridge oh my voice is going now I've never seen Helen
1: on anything properly
0: mate I must have yeah watch her on have I got news for you Emma Barnett they've had her on there haven't they probably she seems like Emma Barnett
1: is she the one that's really blonde woman's hour really blonde glasses
0: yeah I feel like I know her, I probably has been on it. I was going to listen to Woman's Hour the other day, you know, because Emily Dean was on it. Actually, Helen Lewis has been on it a couple of times. I don't know if she's like... I don't really know what it is properly.
1: Yes, I quite like Woman's Hour. Also. I've never listened to it. Is that
0: awful? It's Radio 4, isn't it? There was lots of mentions of quartets. Capri Quartets. Is that a reference people will even get? Uh, I think said John Roving used to be a band called Capri Quartet. James Acast did it. Shall we? I feel like we've not been very funny this Did you see the Taskmaster... Have you seen the one with Lee's swanny whistle? I haven't seen that. Where they had to make an outfit for the bee? Oh, no. Have you not seen that? I have not. So, Lee brought in a swanny whistle for the um, prize task. Yeah, the prize task. And also, I've written that contestants, they don't seem to get on as well as in previous series, but it could just be the social distancing, I'm not sure. Yeah. Like... I don't know, it just seems like they want to like whereas before it was something where, like, the final it was something that you sort of everyone actually quite looked forward to, but now they just seem like trying to get it over and done with. Also, Greg, so everyone had to dress in beekeepers' outfits for the task, and Mike came on first, but Greg just thought that Mike had decided to wear a beekeeper's outfit on that day. Oh, that's something something Mike could do though, just for fun. Just turn up in a beekeeper's outfit and say something sort of really, o- o- what's, I want to say ominous. Is that the word? Probably not. See, here I've written why Charlotte is being clever. So she cut the fingers off the gloves because they had to do the task wearing gloves, but she cut the fingers off to make it easier. Mike was in tears of laughter. I don't know I've written that. I've written Mike being very brilliant. Um, and he said there was one of the tasks where they had to sort of use their face to figure out what, how many sides those of shapes have shapes. How many just sort of turned up and went, oh, so just some face-based geometry then, as if he'd done it before. Uh Jamali, d- doing that task, just threw everything off the table with his head. <laughs> Mike said wedge time. They played a game called Slap and Tongue, where one of them had to sort of bat a marshmallow off a table while one of them tried to grab it with some tongs. And Charlotte won the episode. Oh! Oh, yay! Are you sure that wasn't the absolute casserole one? Maybe it was, I don't know. Hello, so if you're wondering why we're saying hello in the middle of the podcast, it's because it's been a week since we recorded the first bit, so we're now a week behind in terms of things that we're going to talk about. But we'll catch up. We've been very, very busy. Wow. Well. Jen has been taking
1: many GCSEs. I've been very busy catching up on series one to six of Line of Duty and doing maths homework.
0: Oh, well, I've finished maths now. Not like the whole of maths in the world. I've finished the subject of maths for GCSE now. <laughs> uh, so shall we continue where we left off? Yeah. So this was an episode of Meet the Richardson's. I can't quite remember which. I think it might have been the third one. I, in true TV form, have not watched any of it. Have you not? I've not actually watched any of it while it's been on the telly. I've just watched it on UK TV Play for this podcast because I haven't sort of, I don't know, I'm just not bored watching it. Especially now with Mock the Week starting. Oh, I never watch Mot the Week. I'm dreadful. I'm a fake brick fan. Fake fan. Now there's sort of Mot the Week, Taskmaster and Meet the Richardsons, and they're all on at, like, similar times. So you can't watch one on Plus One and whatever. So, yeah, so I've been watching them on demand. So... Oh yeah, this is the one where they want to move to London. Although I think they might have said that on the first episode. They mustn't have dunno. Sally Phillips was in this one. I think you have seen a bit of this one.
1: I think I watched it. I watched it really late one night because I couldn't sleep. And they started talking about Kate Winslet. I think. Oh, did
0: they? I have put that this is this episode was like a Northern Finding Alice because they were arguing. Uh, they were arguing with Lucy's mum over a house. Very niche reference. You've literally compared it.
1: To an ITV Sunday night drama? Yeah. I'm sure Lucy Beaumont would be flattered.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> because they were um, fighting, not even fighting over a house, they were just a discussion over a house. That You're going to say because they've lost the fridge. So they didn't lose a fridge. That's such a niche reference, I shouldn't have brought it up in the first place. I've written that I enjoyed it. I've also written, so Sally Phillips was in it, and <laughs> I didn't know this, but Lucy was on... I think it was that gold thing. Do you know why they all discuss Britain's favourite comedy character? Oh, I watched that. That was good, that. Oh, did you? I've not seen it. I think I think I voted on it. Fleabag got number one. I'm pretty sure. Did she? Oh, I'll have to Google it. It not have been the one that I was thinking of because all men were at the top. Oh, maybe she didn't. Maybe she got top ten. Hang on. I remember because I, I voted for Philomena Kunk. And I voted for Tony Hancock because at the time I liked... Well, not that I don't like Diane Morgan now, but I was like obsessed with Diane Morgan. So I thought, for Diane, I'm going to vote for Tony Hancock. Fleabag, number seven. I'll read you all the women.
1: There's a shockingly low amount. First woman is Fleabag at number seven. Hyacinth yeah. bouquet
0: bucket at number 12. Apparently I used to watch that one as a toddler.
1: Geraldine Granger, number 18, from the Vicar of Dibley. Uh, Miranda, 22, Nessa, 25, Patsy Stone from ABFAB, 26, Mrs. Brown, 27. That's it.
0: That's it. I don't know who got top on that. I can't remember who else was actually in it. I remember voting for Philomena Kunk. I think they had a special nomination thing and I nominated Sean Gibson's character in Karsha. Let me read you the
1: shortlist. That, that can't have been it. The jury, chaired by actor and comedian Sally Phillips, includes comedy performers Shappie Corsandi, Nina Wadir, John Thompson, Peter Egan, Lucy Beaumont, Marcus Brigstock and Emily Aitak. Uh It can't have been any... There's a shockingly low amount of women on there. Where did you vote for it? But I voted for a
0: gold thing, and I don't know whether that was... This is gold. Maybe it was a different thing that I voted on. Maybe I've mixed it all up. Oh. And you could vote online. Oh,
1: maybe. I don't know. I just remember watching it.
0: Anyway, so what happened in it was, because obviously Sally Phillips was in Miranda, but then Lucy was sat there like, oh, I don't like Miranda, and then realised that Sally was in it. Oh, that's dreadful. I love Miranda. I've only seen one episode. You've got, do you know, it's the first ever programme I can
1: remember watching in full, like the first programme ever, because it, I watched it far too young. It must have been about three or four. Yeah, because it finished when I was six. So I must have been three or four when I used to watch it, because mum used to watch it. I used to watch it with her. I said watch it far too many times then. Yeah, Sally Phillips is in it, but the best character is Penny.
0: Patricia Hodge, is that her name? Is she like the mum or something in it? Yeah,
1: she's Miranda's mum, she's the best, oh, and yeah. Stevie, and also Mark Heap in it, Katie Wicks is in it.
0: Katie Wicks is in it? No.
1: Kerry Godleman's in it. Are you having a
0: laugh? Are you just
1: making this up? Kerry's in it, and mum and I had watched that episode so many times, and then the other day it dawned on us. Oh. I couldn't believe it, but then we, yeah, Kerry Godleman's in it. I did not know that.
0: I also forget that Sally Phillips was even in it. She's brilliant in it. What am I doing? Oh, I was going to say something, I think, and then I forgot. Oh, yeah, so basically in this episode, they sort of played out the whole thing, but now Sally hates <laughs> and, um, So there was, like, a teacher in it. Uh, I think it was, like, Lucy was taking the kid, Elsie, to see a school or something, and, like, the, the teacher, I don't know whether they were an actor or not, but they were really funny. Like, I couldn't quite tell, but they're really
1: good. You know, I've never seen any of Meet the Richardsons properly. You've seen the first ones, though. I've seen, like, the first ever episode, yeah.
0: Have you not watched? I swear you've watched more than that.
1: Maybe I have.
0: I do not know. I've put Gallagher appeared. I think that's because I couldn't remember which Gallagher. I didn't know which Gallagher. Oh, that's dreadful. That's awful. One of them appeared. Uh, Giles Brandreth. I've just written Giles Brandreth, but I can't remember why. I've also written "Are you alright?" and I can't remember why. So actually, this episode. But I think I've I think I've thought this before. But this episode had Car Share energy. But it probably is because Tim Reid, who wrote the first series of Car Share, he writes this as well, and he was in a couple of the episodes.
1: I again, I haven't seen much of Car Share. I saw the live one, Ridiculous. not the live yeah live one, the unscripted one. That's what I meant.
0: Yeah. But I don't know how they did it. Because there was stuff on the radio, wasn't there? If you watch it the whole way through, it's. The finale, I've only seen it about three times ever. Because it's just like, I can't believe how good it is.
1: And I've seen the first ever episode as well. Oh, have you seen the first one? The first one's alright. Must have been about a year ago, actually, I started watching that and then I stopped because it's a year since I watched Cuckoo. Oh, is it? I watched. cuckoo quite a while ago i just know my dad always used to talk about it and then he made me watch it (laughs) must be like
0: three years two years since i watched that and also there were some heat jokes like about the magazine i think john was doing some puns or something or he was like oh i think he was saying you're right is the um or a up or something is a northern version of hello that's all i've got to say on meet the richardson but i did enjoy it how many... We need to start an Elsie mention counter. An Elsie mention counter. Have you seen the episode of Car Show and called Elsie in it? I have not. One of, like, the most iconic episodes. Do you know um, Connor Hill from... What's he been in? We've got... Um, have I? Got, have you seen the Have I Got News for you that Adrian Dunbar hosted? I haven't. So, I don't think... Oh, well, I rewatched it, so I must have paid attention. It was Catherine Ryan, Adrian Dunbar hosted it, and Tim Shipman. But, um... So there are a lot of Line of Duty references.
1: What is it, DIY SOS on the
0: BBC, then listen to my REM on my MP3? Oh, have got to make connections from CID to the OCG or something. Was That that was the same comic relief? that It was sport relief because I was going to go and then I decided not to because of COVID, because it was on the 13th of March, and then 10 days later we went into lockdown. So the first, last thing that I did really before lockdown was go and see a sharon Horgan film oh and it was. i've not actually watched it since because i went to see military wives i am cinema's open today oh do they oh yes i was gonna say when we open this podcast happy hugging day
1: happy hugging day i'm jen jen and i will be hugging, call, hugging with caution yes. hopefully in 16 days must be jen and i will be hugging with caution in 15 days five hours and nine minutes oh great like two weeks, that's so exciting.
0: Can I talk about have I got news for you? Yeah, you can. So, um, have I got news for you? I've written opinions on this series in general, and I've actually, like, have I got news for you? I think I've said this on the podcast before, it's like one of my favourite panel shows, but recently, like the new series, I don't know why, but I've not enjoyed it as much as I normally do. Because the news has been boring. I think either that, or maybe I just like it when there's good guests on.
1: I have standout episodes of Have I got news to you that I really Victoria Cora Mitchell has done, done many many times. One in particular I like. I can't remember which, but I remember liking it. Helen McCrory's episode. That's a good one. I didn't even know she was on it. I like she's done that. I have watched it recently, after she passed away, and uh, maybe. Maybe before. I will watch it. I will watch that tonight. No, I won't because Motherland's on. I will watch that tomorrow. But that's a good episode. I like that one. And I like Emma Barnett on the panel. She's nice on there. Ah, oh, my favourite episode of all this, of all time, Lee Mack hosting. And the panel is Sarah Pascoe, Janet Street, Porter. Obviously Ian and Paul. Yeah, I was going to
0: say then, who are the others but they're in and Paul? But it's just amazing. That is That's the one with the uh, Sarah Passpott's really angry at people who want pasties at like nine o'clock in the morning. She cries over it and she goes, he's going to go up there with his pasty like a
1: little press junkie, like he's Katie Price. Oh, I hate him. I hate him. I'm sorry. And then
0: it's um, straight forward to and and laugh at her. It is, it's a, such a good episode of that. I'm trying to think which ones I like, but I sort of like them all. One that I've seen like many times, there's one with um, Roisin, I can't remember. It's not the one with Richard Ayoade because I haven't actually seen that in full, but it's like... I also really
1: like, sorry, just before I forget, Victoria Cora Mitchell, Deborah Mead, and I assume it's Phil Wang.
0: Oh yes, the lockdown one. Yes. I can't remember much from that one. I did actually start watching There's one from many years ago when Hugh Dennis hosted it. But the one, I think the one that I absolutely must watch because it's, A, Dave Gorman's on it and he's brilliant anyway, but it's the episode where everything comes out about Angus Deaton and I know that's really awful for me to want to enjoy that. I sound so terrible. But I think I live for a bit of 90s satirical panel show drama. Diane Morgan's been on it, hasn't she? She must have been. Yes. I, rem- I remember the top she was wearing I was just thinking about it. But um, she spoke about BHS on it. And I also remember that, I forgot to say, I read a thing where people were saying like she was funny, but she didn't say much. But she said it was because she was so like excited over the fact that she was actually on her I Got News for You that she couldn't really say much. Isn't she the only woman on there? Maybe. <laughs> Most likely. Oh, Joe Brand hosted it though, didn't she? Oh. Maybe, can't remember. Yeah, there's been loads of good people on there. I'm trying to think. What was I going to say? I was going to say something about it. I was talk about Diane Morgan. I think I said
1: this on last week, last podcast, that she's very, very quickly hurtled to the top of my list of comedians, because she's not up my top list of on the top of my list of comedic actresses. And like, exactly. She know, I remember talking to her on Twitter. I remember talking to her.
0: I Remember talking to her. I have had a conversation with Dan Morgan. I've had several conversations with now No, two conversations with Dan Morgan. One of them was by post. <laughs> but that's
1: remarkable. She said she hates stand-up, but it's one of the things you must do if you want to get into comedy.
0: Yeah, that's why I started sort of trying to do stand-up because um, she was like, oh, it's a really good way it... Because I used to want to be like a writer. Do you know what I mean? And then, yeah. Because she said that actually she learnt more from doing stand-up and she got more experience and um what's the word like more people knowing about her from doing stand-up than she did from like all the years at drama school both watched gabby logan do a bit of stand-up the other day
1: oh that was so good! and what a funny woman i reckon she could get a career in comedy if she wasn't so flexible
0: yeah she, shouldn't, yeah, she shouldn't have been messing about throwing a ribbon
1: all them years. Get on the stage. Yeah, be a comedian. She said, a, did a brilliant joke about her daughter, which, if I was to repeat it, it wouldn't be as funny, so I'm not going to. She shouted a bit at Claudia Winkleman as well. That was amazing. Yeah, it was very good. If you want to watch it, it's on YouTube. Gabby Logan does stand-up for Comic Relief. I'll find it now.
0: There's a lot, I didn't realise that that's, that's like seems to be a thing, like making comedians making celebrities do stand-up and making television out of it I didn't know that was everything before dressing with Sean Ryder oh yeah because Katie McGlynn did that and she was just really confused oh, we've gone incredibly off topic but uh, have I got news for you <laughs> there was mention of D.I. Kate Fleming which is always brilliant yes I've written Colin the Caterpillar with a question mark I think it's because I was like, why are they not talking about calling the caterpillar? And then I either realized to talk about it the next week or the week before or later in the episode or something like that. I don't know why, but I've put women. i <laughs> just given like little context. I've putting women. Probably a lack of them. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. No, hang on. Maybe because Catherine Ryan was the only woman and that's an all-white lineup. Maybe that's why. I don't know. Shall we discuss Taskmaster? Have you seen the one with the Yard of Twix? I don't think so. The one where he says, um, My Fictional Wife Sally Bratton? Or something like that. My Fictional Wife, yeah, I saw that one. So, yes, Lee, for this episode, brought in um, a Yard of Twix, which was a prop from Not Going Out. I think we spoke about this episode on the podcast of Not Going Out, didn't we? Where the pub quiz one. That was... I think it was the most annoying thing, and he brought in a yard of twigs. I've, ri- I've just written Mike, probably because he was very good. I've written Jamali stamping on the paint. Um, so one of the tasks was like paint a picture with your feet, and Jamali like, just automatically stomped on some paint and got it all over the caravan. And I think it was Sarah who was painting a face, and she just went, what else goes on her head? Charlotte's painting was very good, and she was very much undermarked. I th- I've not got much to say about this episode of Taskmaster, it appears. This was... Oh, oh, we must have spoke about the wrong task in the wrong episode. No, we must have spoke about the wrong task in the wrong... when we were speaking about like, a different episode of Taskmaster, because I've written here about the batter task. And Jamali, so, like, Jamali found the receipt, which was, like, the shortcut to the task, and... There was a toolbox live task. Oh, yeah, where they had to sort of get into the toolbox and Jamali just started stamping on it again. Yes, that's all I have to say on Taskmaster. That's all I've got to say on Taskmaster. I feel like I should say more, but this is going to be too long if I do. Um, So, meet the Richardsons. They showed wedding clips on this one. Also, John did a whole accent, which he also did on Catsdown. And this was the one where... Um, John's agent tried to force him to go on Strickler. Oh, this was the episode where Lucy was trying to teach... So Jess Knappett's in it. There's sort of a sitcom within a sitcom, so the sort of storyline in it is that Lucy's writing a sitcom and it's been going on since the last series. And they've cast Jess Knappett to play Lucy from Hull. And so Lucy was trying to teach Jess to go like, oh. In the whole accent, it was just really ridiculous. Sally Phillips, I've written again. I think this was the strange episode, and I've, yeah, I've written that it was brilliant. I i saw bits of it. I've got nothing more so much episode of Meet the Richardsons. I am so speeding through this because we've got so much to talk about, it'll be very long otherwise. Oh, you definitely watched this. And um, shall we explain that on um, our uh, one year of knowing each other as well as Gabby Logan's episode of, well one of her episodes would have she been repeated. It just so happened that Victoria Coral Mitchell was hosting Have I Got News For You? Victoria Cora Mitchell, Josh Whitakham, Should have Googled also Emma Daboray. I quite like her. I think she was funner. I think she was as well, yes. I think as well because what I've sort of noticed is that this series, the host hasn't really sort of interacted with the guests all the teams but victoria is really good at that she sort of chats with them and do you know what i mean like contributes her own little thing so yeah i like that oh, i've written here and emma was good i've written line of duty they probably mentioned it again didn't they? i think they did most likely yeah Oh, well, they played an only connect game obviously
1: oh they always do that every time she goes on there they do that
0: i think didn't they play one once when Richard Osmond was on called, like, Pointlessly Connect or something.
1: Yeah, they did, something like that. Only Pointless, I think it was.
0: Yeah, something like that. Did, did you see the end bit where Victoria's really annoyed at everyone for not getting points? I prob- Yeah, I must have done. I can't remember. That, that was Have I Got a Bit More News For You. Oh, I said this, I've said this before, but I edited it out. But I think with me watching Have I Got a Bit More News For You, I always think that, like this is all really good stuff that should have gone in the half an hour episode and not, oh, this is just a bit extra and they've padded it out a bit. But then I think duper's are funnier than actual comedies. But I, so, so I sort of always think, oh, yeah, if I got a bit more news she's going to be better, but also it's just, it's stuff that they've cut out, do you know what I mean? So it's not, so, yeah, I always expect it to be a lot. That's all I've got to say about Victoria. Oh, yeah, we must say, the new Every episode of... Oh, this will probably be in the news section anyway, but <laughs> the news section. But, yeah, every I think every episode of the Mulan... Is there only five, this series? I think so, yeah. They only did five of Not Going Out as well. I think it's a new BBC. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, uh, all five are on iPlayer, but we're watching them each week, aren't we? I did want to watch the second one, though. I wanted to, and then I told you that we shouldn't. Yeah, because normally that's how I do things. Like, I watch them as their own. Yeah. But I feel like it either it's gonna get spoiled, but also I didn't we're probably gonna talk about Motherland in the next episode anyway, but like I didn't enjoy it as much as I normally do. But there are some episodes like that and then it gets better, so it's alright. Like, they were talking about it on points of view and they were saying like some people say no, oh, it's not as funny as usual. Uh yes. The Taskmaster the another Taskmaster. So this was the one where oh yeah, this was the one with all the, like weird tasks, like mash the nectarine, things like that. So the prize task was something that you can hang on a wall. And then there was, so the next task, I really like this task. So they put uh, hung a hunger task up, and then Alex burned it, and then they had to sort of read it before the paper burned. But it was, that's, yeah, and then it was all different tasks, so it was like, quaff the rye bean and mash the nectarine and things like that. And there was an order to it so like do something that begins with a to b and then do something that begins with c to d do you know what i mean yes yeah so it was, yeah it was clever i think sarah worked out i don't know if anyone else did yeah and i think they kicked a lemon in it which is what Catherine parkinson did
1: yes in the intro she kicked a lemon through a door and then
0: screamed i can't remember what was going on in that test, but something i think i did watch that one
1: have you seen all of Taskmaster Series 10? No. You must. It's the best.
0: I mean, I don't know. I always forget that Johnny Vegas has done Taskmaster.
1: It was a it was a really odd lineup, that series. Just an odd combination of people that you wouldn't have put together.
0: I really, really expected Richard Perrin to be on it.
1: Everyone thinks when's the series eleven announcement? Oh no, we are on series eleven.
0: They've already filmed it. They must oh actually it must have been this week that they did the screenings. So there are people who know now what if victoria's on it or david or diane vic would never ever do she's too dignified but i think i've forgotten but i do think sometimes but i think now they're getting people who they've wanted on it for a long time yeah like because lee Mack, he's always actually wanted to do it but he's been busy doing other stuff and i think maybe johnny vegas they wanted him as well like they've been trying to get him on it because it would make sense yeah especially now it's new to channel four and i think but with taskmaster anyway they work around their schedules do you know what i mean of the comedians and the, whoever's on it so it's sort of a lot easier to book people i guess this episode of taskmaster they oh this was a good episode jamal those are one of the tasks in that little task no one of the little tasks in that task was that they had to drink some Ribena and Jamal said, is a tap water in there? Alex said, yeah. And he said, oh, I'm not drinking it then because like they put stuff in it or something. And then Alex said, who? And he said, and he said, the government. And Alex went, what, Tony Blair? <laughs> it's like, and, oh, the way he said it, it, was just like, what, Tony Blair? It's not even funny, is it? Anyway, uh, this was where, so Undermine the was one of them. So they had like a stuff animal and mike said to it you're you've got no huts you're organizing skills a lot Luster. your timekeeping is abysmal <laughs> it's so funny and they also they had to make a babushka meal is that what it's called like so they had to make it so oh like the inside was small and then it do you know what i mean and yeah i've written good path and then clarified that i meant the stepping stone task I had to. Start, there was loads of stepping stones at different colours and had to work out what the code or sequence or whatever was to get right across without an alarm going off and have to go back to the start. And Sarah just said, "What's the situation?" I like Sarah. She takes everything really seriously. Oh, this was the one where they had to put. So they had wellies, and they said make your wellies as heavy as possible, and they like just put a lot of cutlery in them. Lay won this episode. And I would like to see Lee and Sarah do a task together, I've decided. There's a lot of people where people wish they would have done tasks together. I wanted to see Catherine and Daisy May Cooper. Yeah, that's all I've got to say on that task and stuff. They're having a lot of strange people on it, aren't they? People you wouldn't expect to be on there. Why was, I was, I think I was thinking about it the other why was Alice Levine on it? Because she was good on it, but she's not a comedian, is she? I thought she was. Like, I've never seen her do comedy. She's host a circle another Meet the Richardsons. And it started with, in tonight's episode, John Rex Our House. Janice Connolly was in it, who I think is fabulous. She was in Phoenix Nights and she was on Britain's Got Talent as Barbara Nice. The recorded a podcast in it, very apt. Yes, very, very apt. The John Rex Our House thing was... So, John like spilt some jam or something on the carpet. And it just really, it just reminded me of this thing that. So, I've spoken about this on this podcast before, Nine the Paragon, where. So, Russell Howard, Will Hodgson, John Robbins, and John Richardson used to live in a flat together. Yes. And while they were living there, John got really annoyed once. So, he was going to throw a mug at the wall, but before he threw it, he wrapped it in a tea towel so he wouldn't make a mess. That's. That's amazing. John Robbins told that story on Castown. That's amazing. Andy the builder was back for another episode. I think he was in series one and Russell Howard made a bit of an appearance, like a talking heads thing. And he did an impression of John. Oh yeah, I think in this episode. Do you know where they when they put stickers over things to cover like the brand? Yeah. I'm fairly sure that their laptop had Sean Locke stuck to it. And I've written... Ah, this is a strange one. Yes. That's all I have to say on that. I've got more of these comedy... What are they called? Festival of Funny Shorts to talk about. I've got 15 minutes worth. So what I'm doing is each episode, I'm watching 15 minutes worth of them because they're quite short. The first one was Asparagus Tips, which... So Carrie Adelaide was in it, who I think is very good. It was just so odd. There was this woman and she had asparagus for fingers and they cooked it yeah it was very odd and also the woman who everyone thinks is diane morgan in that advert was in it do you know that it's a scam advert
1: oh that you see what i did there it's a scam
0: yeah the pyramid scheme woman she was in it was she actually yeah that's all I have to say on that because it was very odd. There was one called "You're Annoying," and it was really good, but it just wasn't funny. Like it was, re- it was good, but it wasn't a comedy. I think that I think that about um, "Outnumbered." It's not
1: funny. Parts of it are hilarious, but I
0: prefer. It. I think that's that presents itself as a sitcom, though. You wouldn't think, oh, that's a bit of a drama, or, but this just felt like a short film. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think that about Alan Partridge. Like, I sort of like it, but... I don't think it's very funny. I just... I like Sally Phillips in it. Yeah, I just like Sally Phillips. Just She just laughs and walks off. There's a lot of good... And, yeah, Steve Coogan's really good in it. I've started listening to Steve Coogan on Adam Luxton's podcast this week.
1: The superior podcast to ours.
0: Yeah, exactly. The better podcast.
1: What else? Is there anything else to talk about or can I talk about my book? Not my book. I haven't written a book.
0: Um... Let me finish this Sharks thing and the next. Oh, I haven't actually watched everything, but if I did, there'd be too much stuff to anyway. So, so the next one was called Mom Day, and you know? it was about two old friends reuniting. And then I've written Whoa Twist because there was a twist. I won't, I've written down what the twist was, but I'm not going to say it. So, yeah, I put, I enjoyed it and it was a good concept, but again, like, it wasn't funny. Like, there weren't many jokes in it. Yeah, it's just weird that they're classed as comedy because they are good. I just I didn't find them particularly funny. Uh uh Sinel Patel was in this, who I know well he's a comedian, but I know him from when John Robbins used to host the game show on Dave, Coffee at the Internet. That was such a good show and that's where that's the reason that I know who John Robbins is. I didn't know who he was until I didn't know who he was until then. I knew I must have know I must have knew no no knew, knew who it was in that like 2018 because I watched beat the internet that's and then I watched him on Ultimate Warrior well just because it was on and then I started listening to Ellison John February last year like just before I we went started on was my proper like Ellison John phase like I wasn't obsessed with them but I was listening to like two episodes a day because I wasn't really doing anything. Like I just that was like when I um did a lot of news chat writing as well. And I watched a lot of I Got I watched a lot of Dave repeats as well. Like I used to I went through a
1: phase, not the October just gone, but it started about the October of year seven. So I would have been eleven. And it finished about the August of year seven. But I went through like a mad phase of watching loads of Have Got News for you. So I had almost I had nine months where I watched a lot of have I got news for you on Dave and a lot of not going out on Dave and Dave was like my go-to channel for everything it's a lovely channel I love it but I just watched abnormal amounts of it yeah morphing into some middle-aged man like I used to watch QI every day I used to watch QI every day I don't anymore I love QI I don't I've not
0: watched QI in ages but I used to watch it every day I used to watch repeats every day I, I mostly record the repeats
1: because they do a repeat of Room 101 every night. So I record that. I'm really into Room 101 at the moment. I really like Room 101. I've not watched it in a while.
0: Have you seen the one with Sandy Tops with the core I have not. Does that exist? Yes. That's amazing. I've got to watch that. I'm going to watch that. Can I talk about the next thing? Yes. So actually, the funny festival section on, uh, I was going to say, YouTube, BBC iPlayer has been taken off, and it's just all, like, separate bits now. But, so, the Funny Festival Live was, like, the collection of live shows. And, uh, so, this one was Rosie Jones, Joanne McNally, Tanya Moore, and Sarah Pascoe hosted it. I only know who two of those people are. Rosie and Sarah. Yeah. So, Tanya Moore, I know from, I've written Tanya probably because she was funny. Yeah, um, she was on the COVID Arms, which is Carrie McLean's online gig. Well, she still does it, actually. Oh yes, Lucy Beaumont's on that this week. So if you'd like to get tickets and do so, yes, yes, do so. Some of the money goes to charity for that. They've raised like proper loads from it. Mm. Um. So yeah, Tanya Moore, I know from that, and also Joanne McNally. Who I think like she has a podcast with Vogue Williams or something. But also, so I, I don't. Did we, in the first bit of this podcast, did we talk about my Zoom gig? Probably. Possibly. Anyway, I did I did do the Zoom gig and yes, it went well. I beat the gong the five minutes. I came joint second and had a lot of fun doing so. I very much enjoyed it. Very, very proud. Thank you very much. One of the people who I was on the line with who'd, who'd previously won the night, so it was a gong night, I was on the line up with them for the gig that I did. She um, I so she actually got gonged off and I got through to the final on this night, even though she'd won previously. But she actually has gigged with Joanne McNally. So that's a really um I'm trying to explain the degrees of separation because there are only two. But um yeah. I think Joanne McNally might be quite well known. I don't know. I do not know. All I've put in is it was the same venue as before. But, yeah, I I can't remember whether I enjoyed it or not. Because <laughs> I don't think I finished watching it. Did I enjoy it? Did I hate it? I can't actually remember much about it. But I just, yeah, wanted to bring it up because I'm doing, I'm trying to speak about one each episode. I think that's all I've got to talk about, apart from the, like, bits and bobs that I want to mention. But you can talk about your
1: book. I read, I've been doing a lot of reading recently and I read Kunk on Everything, which is Diane Morgan's book written as Philomena Kunk. It is amazing. It's the funniest book I have ever read on my, it's in my top list of books. And I very, 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 very highly recommend it to anyone. It's very funny. It's very hilariously funny. And I read it at school, actually, when we were meant to be doing quiet reading and I was shaking, trying not to laugh.
0: I, um. My mum ordered it for me for, like, Christmas birthday or something. And it never turned up, so I've never read it. But I did download the free actually, the free sample you can get on iBooks. This was ages ago. And I do remember that she said, why didn't they just call Alexander the Great Pyed or something like that? She also was,
1: to- oh, she's just, I couldn't pick a standout moment because it is all very funny.
0: Shall I talk about my news Splits and bobs? Yes, do your news. I don't know whether it's still news, because it's been so long since we did the last one, but Kira Pritchard-McCain's episode of Mastermind has now been on. I've not actually watched it. Oh, fake fan. Fake fan, and I don't even know what a special subject was. I wanted it to be... Well, I I guessed that it was League of Gentlemen, but I don't know if I was right. I don't think I was. Uh, I've put them up the week applications. The tickets are open, but I think they're closed. They could be checked on... BBC shows and tours, but however the show is back on. I've put have I Got News for You applications as well. Again, I don't know if they're still open, but have a look on SRO audiences. I'm just giving out all the thing. Taskmaster screenings, I think they've happened now, so they must have yeah, much this before they've filmed they must have filmed it and then shown it in the cinemas. So there are people who know the lineup. Rose Matfell Starstruck is out. Have you watched that? I've not watched it, but I need to because it's Rose am going to probably. So yeah, Rosemount felt Starstruck, it's all on BBC iPlayer, but I think they put it on BBC3 as well. Chee, I think I've written the news quiz in Big Letters and I think it's because there was such a good lineup. I can't remember, I think it was last week. It was, I think Ellis James, Rialina. I'm going to have to have a look who else it was because it was so good, so good that I cannot remember. So the lineup was Simon Evans, who I think rights for not going out. And then Ellis James Riolino and Helen Lewis. Very good lineup. I've not listened to it, but... And then I tweeted about that, and the producer of Newsjack liked it. The man who... You'll remember me telling you about this, that when I did sort of... It was called a Newsjack briefing, but it wasn't really a briefing because Kiri was dressed head to toe in sequins. And I don't think that could be classed as a briefing, but it was like the producers talking about what writers should know and all that. Um, where was I going with that? (laughs) And, um... Yeah, there was someone sat in a room absolutely full of plants, and Kiri said to him, "What, whatever's best for you, babes?" To um, someone in a room full of plants, great! It's such a brilliant um thing. Anyway, yes. Oh, we didn't. We haven't actually spoken about the new Alan Partridge because. But I didn't really pay attention to the first one because I did think I liked it when I watched the second. one. I was like, and I watched the second one, I was really like oh this is like I could write this this is awful and then I laughed several times so clearly I was wrong about not liking it I, I've i not seen much of it I just know Felicity Montague is still in it and
1: I think that's amazing because she I quite like her
0: yeah it was yeah the second one I really liked this time with Alan Partridge is. Part. I'm sorry I haven't a clue I think that's coming back if not it's back and um, yes that's all I've got to talk about I think and then I know that there's been a lot on but We'll talk about sort of, Motherland and the Sound 9 next episode. We've not been very funny in this episode. No, we haven't. It's been very... I apologise. We're both very tired. Yeah,
1: I'm not. I'm just... Um, I don't know. I am. I think you can hear me just decreasing levity throughout this. Yes, that is it. That is it. Thanks for listening. Thank you very much for listening. Um, We appreciate it very much. We're sorry we're boring.
0: Yes. Thank you for your time regardless. Yes. The Adam Books and Podcast is better than this. Goodbye.